Hello, fellow pickers. My name is Mike, and I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California. And with me today is not Carl. As you can see, Carl is still snowed in in his house. I did talk to him recently, and he has enough uh, he has enough uh, potatoes and vegetables in his root cellar, so he's not going hungry. Don't worry about it. He's trying to dig out, but he'll be back with us soon. Until then, we've got Mrs. Tupperware on the show with us. Jen, how are you doing? I'm well. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right. Thanks for bearing with us. This is going to be a little bit of getting used to, but we'll get through it. So on our last episode, you guys heard about us going down. We found the the mother load of all Tupperware. And recently we took a trip down to L.A. to pick it up. And Jen was with me. So, Jen, how do you feel like that that went? Well, first off, what did what was going through your mind when I came home and said, we're going to buy a thousand dollars worth of Tupperware? I my gut reaction was that it would probably be a pretty good idea, honestly, Um I felt a little apprehensive about spending quite so much money, but it was for a large amount of things, um, a large number of items. And so I felt like we could probably be pretty successful with it, depending on what was included. Because you know that when we've gone uh, garage selling before, I picked up some Tupperware and you kind of looked at me sideways like, are you sure about that? And, you know, picking it up for 50 cents. And then we ended up selling that stuff for like 13 bucks. And then, and then you actually picked up some Tupperware too, didn't you? What'd I you did get? have a, I did have a really good pick. Um, there was a moving sale and she used to be a Tupperware representative and she had a large set of um, mixing bowls. Basically they nested within each other and they were unused. They were practically brand new maybe just a couple scratches on the lids um, that came with storage. And I was able to sell, the, sell those for over $50. I think if my memory is right. Right. That was a pretty awesome pick. I loved it. All right. So we're going to kind of talk you guys through what our trip looked like. We went, so we took off on, it was Labor Day. I had a work engagement in Lake County. And then we took off from Lake County and we ended up about, we ended up at about three, I think that day. And we drove all the way down to LA, right? It's so it was nine hours, nine hours on, according to Google. It was about 1.30 AM when my head hit the pillow at the hotel by the John Wayne airport. <laughs> it was a long night, but long we took, night. uh, we took account of all the expenditures that we had on the way down because we want to really see how much we're going to make off of this Tupperware haul. But it wasn't a bad trip. It was uneventful. We got down there and got into a hotel. And we didn't have to pay for a hotel, though, because we had a hotel points. So that was free. But there was gas. There was there was parking. There was food, all that kind of stuff. And then what's there that? There were a lot of... Up a there were a lot of trips to the gas station um, for snacks and for for trail or not trail food. <laughs> there were a lot of trips to the gas station for you know just road trip snacks. So um, we had qu quite a few expenses in that regard with the drinks and things. We had already drank all of the things that I had packed along, so we had to buy extra on the road. Um, what was your what was the question? I didn't have a question. You just interrupted me. That's oh. Sorry. 
No, we went down. Uh, we listened to Jen had a book on tape, and it was uh, it was Spare by by Prince William, right? Well, I think you just showed your age, Michael. It wasn't a book on tape. We haven't listened to tapes in years. It was um, it was an Audible. It it was Prince uh, Harry, <laughs> his, uh, his autobiography. His yeah, the, it's the Spare, and it's a, the book was called Spare. So. Cool. Really so we had something to do in the night hours on the way down, and then got to the hotel. We got up at what seven thirty, right? Yeah, we, and I got a good night of sleep. I mean, we we went to bed at about one thirty, woke up at about seven thirty, and we're out of the hotel room. I think by eight or so. And yep. And then we got over and we're picking up the U-Haul trailer. We ordered a trailer down there. <laughs> we did have a little bit of a hitch there, didn't we, Mike? Yeah, a little bit of a hiccup there. Got the trailer. I forgot the hitch in my toolbox for my uh, for the Tahoe. And I also forgot the the flat plug, the four way plug. So I had to buy one of those. And I picked one up at U-Haul, and I was kind of just scrambling as it was. And I ended up picking up the wrong flat hitch. So we go out to hook up the trailer, and he says, "Oh no, the lights aren't working." He goes, "I, I can't let you take this thing with the lights not working." So that was, I was already kind of like stressed out and Jen's kind of, you know, what are we going to do? What's happening? My stomach just like dropped. I felt so just nervous in that moment because here we've driven all the way to LA, like Southern LA and the lights aren't working on the trailer. And I'm I'm thinking, oh, what kind of an expense is this going to be? Is this going to be fixable in a day? Are we going to be stuck here for another night? But thankfully you knew just what needed to be done. Yeah. I had grabbed the wrong plug. It was a seven way plug, seven way to a four flat. And I grabbed the wrong one that it was, it was a bladed style or something like that. You don't need to go down the details, but we got the right plug, got the trailer and headed over to meet Gary at the U-Haul. I was so excited to open up that, that, uh, storage unit, man. I don't know. It was, it was hard to contain myself. I didn't want to show too much excitement because I know it was his mother-in-law that had passed away. Yeah. Uh, how it was really nice. We pulled up? Um, I was really excited, but I like you, I didn't want to act too excited in front of him. I really wanted to peek inside of the boxes, but I kind of I showed a pretty good amount of restraint. I didn't want to be that person that's picking through to see uh, you know, like what's in them when we had already agreed to take them. So um I kind of had to just be patient and and wait until we got all the way back. And then, you know, kind of the next day before we could really get a good look in, we, we kind of did sneak one little peek at a gas station. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we opened it up to create a little short real quick and that was it. But yeah, we got there and I talked to Gary and I asked him if he was okay being on video. And so we actually got the story behind the Tupperware on video, which we'll share it over on our YouTube page at Figures Podcast. And then, uh, so we loaded up, Gary helped us load it up. And I think it was about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock by that time we got back on the road and we had a, what, a 16 hour drive from Arlene Eureka? At least it was nicer coming down because we had already driven part of the way on a different day. And so I kept asking you, do you think we're going to make it all the way home? Do you think we're going to make it all the way home? And you, you know, we started off really strong and then there was a moment where I think you wavered and we, we we debated getting a hotel and then we had a little hiccup getting the hotel. Um, So we ended up making the push all the way back home. And I think I was, again, I think it was probably 
you remember when we got home? I think it was. It was one thirty. Was it one thirty again? Yeah. <laughs> it, was I, it was probably two. I think before um, my head hit the pillow and I could yep. sleep. Yeah, we got into Lake County again, and it got started getting dark. And we we're driving around Clear Lake, and I just I told Jen, "Why don't you try to find a hotel room? I knew a hotel room in Willits." And it was the best Western there in Willits, but they have a really steep grade to get into their parking lot. And then there was, when we pulled in and we're asking them, this was like 1030 at night, yeah. we're asking them, hey, do you have a room? And he's like, where are you going to park that thing? And he had no room for us to park the truck in the trailer. It was like a, it was a classic. There is no room at the end situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, I don't know what room at the end. <laughs> And you probably don't understand, but this small towns like this, they don't have like night people. They have a person that's staying on site and you got to wake them up to get a room. So I didn't want to bother anybody else. And it was only two and a half hours left of our drive home. So I just decided to push through and, you know, we made it. We went home about two o'clock and then got in bed and then uh, woke up the next morning and I'm trying to recover. I'm trying to wake up and Jen comes bursting into the bedroom. Let's go look. Let's go look at all this stuff. War. I didn't want to go without you. That that didn't seem like it would be very fair. Um, plus, I needed you to move the trailer <laughs> so that I can get to it. <laughs> yep. So we got home on Labor Day. Got uh, got the trailer around in the garage and started unloading it. And that was when we got our first peek at some of the stuff. Now Gary had given us an inventory of what was there, you know, twenty years ago. So I wasn't exactly sure that everything was still there, but I knew that there was four of the ice cream scoops that were in there. And then those, um, what are they called? Rock inserts? What are the, what are the ones? Rock inserts. Yeah. The little rock container. With the, yeah. I knew that there was a bunch of those rock inserts. And if you look on eBay under rock inserts right now, you'll see a listing for four of them going for like $4,995, which has to be in an embezzling scheme or a, a money laundering scheme. There's something fishy happening there with that listing, but um Yeah, it's, it's like the Black Diamond VA VHS tapes and all the Beanie Baby craze and all that stuff. But we started going through it. We unloaded the we started unloading the trailer and sorting it out. What'd you come across? I you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Like you, I was questioning whether or not that the inventory that we had received would be accurate. I knew that that had been made a long time ago. And, you know, it's just something that's been sitting like forever. Family members might have decided, oh, I'm going to go over and take a look and take things out for their own personal use. And so, you know, um, I knew that there were enough items in all those boxes that Gary helped us carry and load that it would be enough items to sell to make up the amount that we paid for it. But I didn't know, you know, I hadn't looked at the inventory sheet the way that you had looked at it. Um, and as we started digging through the boxes, I started to feel even better and like more reassured about the decision to go down and get it. Uh, there are, there were quite a few, like what I feel like would be really good items. Of course, I'm slowly starting to make headway and getting them listed. Um, so I guess time will prove that whether that was successful or not, but, um, you know, there were just a lot of really good big pieces that are in brand new shape. So, yeah, yeah. it was as described, wasn't it? He's got yeah. all the good stuff in there. It's all brand new. It's still all wrapped up. It looks mm -hmm. great. 
really excited about it. And then uh, we, as we were going through it, we kept, we're setting things aside. Jen had the idea to set things aside that we thought were going to be the big sellers, real quick sellers. So we put those things aside. And like she said, she's been listing some of them. So I, I, my plan, my strategy was just to try to recover the cost of the Tupperware itself. What we paid for it as quickly as possible. And my idea was that if we could pick through and kind of like cherry pick at least a handful of, of the best items and get those listed that, that maybe that strategy would work. I am discovering that there is quite a bit more competition on some of the items than I thought that there would be. For some reason in my head, I thought that these items were so vintagey that there really wouldn't be very many of them listed. And in some cases, I'm seeing that that is true. And then there's so much left, you know, yet to process and to list. So this is a very, um, you know, this is a very general statement. But so far, some of the things that I've listed have had uh, quite a bit of the same number of pieces. I think where we can really be set apart is that ours are very much new or very much like new. Um, so there is a, uh, a setting under new that says um, new and you describe how it's maybe not got all of its like original packaging and that kind of thing. So uh, I'm seeing a lot of used pieces that are in good shape, but I think when people are shopping for presents and things they're looking for, for new pieces that have that come with the paperwork and stuff so yeah all of our stuff is new i wouldn't list anything as not new i have a few items um that i can't in good conscience uh, list that way because they have unfortunately received a little bit of damage and i'm talking very minor damage uh they've been shuffled around a lot over the years they've moved locations several times I think I suspect that they were packed back and forth to parties quite a bit. And, um, you know, ladies probably were digging through bins or maybe they were set out for sales at, at the lady's house. Um, so some of them have like just what I would call scuff marks or like little fine scratches to them. I run up new. It's still new, um, but I just want to make sure that we don't get, you know, anybody disappointed. I've been trying to take like really good pictures and I did write a really good disclaimer that is going on every listing that kind of explains a little a little bit about the scenario, kind of invites people to look at our other Tupperware listings, hopefully. <laughs> They'll check out our store and see, because um, I think you could say the one or two pieces were new if you didn't have any of the paperwork. But when a person's making hundreds and hundreds of listings of Tupperware, I think that lends credibility to the disclaimer that I crafted. Because, um, like, why else would we have just literally hundreds and hundreds of listings for Tupperware if it wasn't brand new? You know, that would be a little impossible. Right. So, um, all right, we're gonna have to look through those as we're going through them and make that call. But I would, I would still list them all as new because they're all brand new. They just might have defects. We wouldn't get an is that as described mark yeah. against us in eBay. All right, so we got to talk about the numbers a little bit. You are thinking that we're going to make our money back. I am generously thinking we're going to make $10,000 off of this. Yeah. When And then I'm conservatively thinking that we will make at least $5,000 off of this haul. What do you think? I think, 
I think I probably agree with you. I think we'll do. I think we'll do better than recovering the money. I, you know, I, it, and I'm curious about how long it's going to take to do that. This will be our first weekend. Uh, our shop has specifically seen better sales on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have noticed a, for the pieces that I've listed, I've gotten about 80 of them posted so far, I think, give or take. And I have noticed that quite a few people are starting to watch the items. I think people get paid on Friday and I think they do a lot of shopping on the weekend. And so, you know, I get, we'll see. And I, it just depends on if we've listed the items that people are really looking for. I All think, right. So how much money do you think we're going to make on it? <laughs> I, I just, I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't have any idea. But I think that even if we sold them at a yard sale for a dollar or two each, I think that we could recover the money. So I feel like it's. Yeah, I we're not like doing that. that. <laughs> we will if we have to. <laughs> no. I guess, but I we will not sell anything under for for under ten bucks. If we get desperate, we'll start selling them at ten dollars a piece. But because well, we I did had... the math, and if we have five hundred pieces, two dollars a piece, that's a thousand dollars to make it back. So we have at least we have to make at least four dollars a piece to make it back, and we'll we'll go through what our numbers were for our cost to go down there and get it. But like Jen was saying, there's there's a few listings out there. It's not saturated. So, and I was seeing the pieces that were up for 30 bucks and Jen was undercutting them by about five bucks. So 25 bucks. So $25 a piece. That's a lot of money when you start adding it up. Obviously all of those won't go for $25 a piece, but I could see it. Like those ice cream scoops are 150 each. We have four of those, those rock and serves, even even though they're not going for really $5,000, those rock and serves, those sets, we're going for quite a bit. And we haven't even scratched the surface in those boxes. No, we have and not. <laughs> we, we're not self-aware salespeople. We do not know what's in those boxes or, or what we saw. We did see a lot of really cool stuff, though. Like uh, Jen pointed out, the what'd you, what's those thermoses called? The Funkos or Fun Color? The two thermoses that were in one, the multicolored thing. Oh, I can't remember what that was called, but that is neat. It's like this retro pump dispenser uh, that I think I it's you huge. Actual, I thought no, you had the actual name for it. I didn't know the name of it, but it's really neat. I, I probably want to list that soon. <laughs> it's like a drink I'll dispenser. Put a picture, I'll put a picture on the video, or I'll put a picture in the in the video to show everybody what it is. That was pretty cool. Like I was saying, there's a lot more in there. They've there's a full box of Tupperware toys that are all still sealed in the bag. Crazy. There's the giveaway keychains that we saw were listed for quite a bit of money. Those are all sacked up. Probably, probably 25 of those still all sacked up together. So we're gonna make quite a bit of money off this haul. Yeah, and I think um you know I I am seeing that. And you know, there are all ranges in the in the price listing. So we're going to have items that are going to be priced, you know, $9.99 to be competitive with the 20 other ones that are out there because I really want people, if they want one, I want them to choose mine. <laughs> I would like to start getting some of this stuff shipped out the door. Um, so I am going to take a very, um, sorry for all the other buyers that have the same item, but I'm going to be really competitive. And I'm seeing that a lot of the items are really, you know, but that's still a really good profit whenever you you break it out. You know, not all of them are going to be huge sales, but there are going to be quite a few listings that are going to be in the 30, 40, $50 range. And you know, those are, those are even better. 
for us. Yep. I think it was interesting that we got so many things in the mix that I didn't expect, probably because I didn't look at the inventory. But you opened a box that had a lot of really cool paperwork type items in it. And the, I brought one to share. Uh, they ha- There was these little vintage postcards. Yep. And there's a little stack of them. There's there's several different ones, but they're very vintagey. And these types of things sometimes can do really well. Uh, I've just got them sorted out. And so those will be listed here soon. And I can't wait to see how those um, kind of go because those are just sort of like bonus items as far as I'm concerned. Like I didn't expect for there to be those types of things in the box. So we, we had the Pittsburgh picker on a couple episodes ago too, and he loves selling that stuff. So we might reach out to him and show him and see what his advice is. Yeah. Cause I can't get postcards to sell for nothing, but my postcards that I've, that I had listed, uh, they're not Tupperware postcards and they're, it's all kinds yeah. of fascinating stuff that was in there. Yeah. Really neat. Like um, dollars that you hand out at parties that maybe like, current um sales representatives would maybe like to buy and use um, yeah. for the parties still you know a lot of or, good stuff or collectors maybe i don't know all right so if you guys want to stick around and follow us with all of the hauls that we're going to do because we're going to be going through the boxes and obviously this is going to take quite a long time to sell maybe follow us over on the pickers podcast on the youtube channel we're going to be doing a lot of videos on that but now we got we have to start talk about how much money we spent so Obviously, it wasn't just $1,000 for the Tupperware haul. There was more costs involved. Like Jennifer said, there is a lot of stops on the way down. We tried to minimize them a, a little bit. We still had to eat. And then filling up with gas, man, hauling that trailer in the Tahoe is already getting bad gas mileage as it is. So we stopped quite a bit. And LA gas, let me tell you, LA gas is super expensive, man. I don't. I was surprised. <laughs> I was so surprised, Mike, and the cost of gas of where we live, because we live in a really remote area, I, I thought we had some of the highest gas prices, but I guess I was wrong, because it was um, sticker shock at the pump, for sure. <laughs> sure was. All right, so we know that we paid $1,000 for the Tupperware, right? hmm And then there was the hotel room, which that was free. Zero because we paid for that with our points. Point. We did have to pay for parking, which was thirty dollars, and then we had to we had to eat. We had, we had that. Un- yeah, we had that unexpected expense of buying the hitch and the adapter thing that you needed. Right. So the hitch was eighty nine dollars. The adapter was another twenty dollars, and then. We had to rent a U-Haul trailer, so one of the low cargo trailers, and that came out to, I think the, I don't have the numbers, the spreadsheet's not opening up for me so, for some reason, but I don't have the numbers, but I think it was $249, somewhere around there. That's accurate. And we ended up driving 1,557 miles round trip. That's what the odometer said on the Tahoe. So that came out to a grand total of 1000 $925.25 so far into this trip or into this Tupperware score. Now, we also wanted to talk a little bit about that. This, we are small time, right? I just started the, I just started the eBay store back in November. Jennifer just came on. When did you, when did you come on after the church, after leaving the church? I think, um, well, I get, 
I, I started in about April, I would say. Come on. Yeah. You came on in April and, and both of us had never sold on eBay before. I, I didn't start selling until Carl asked me to start this podcast and I agreed to that. And so I'm brand new to it. Jen's brand new to it. We've just been selling the stuff out of our closets. Literally, we've been going and getting all of our stuff. And then uh, we yard sell a little bit. So we're getting up to speed with it. And then all of a sudden, the opportunity of a lifetime presents itself. So I, I really, I'm, I am grateful that we have this opportunity because for some reason, the winter months, this just seems like a really good project for the winter months. For me personally, I was wondering how we were going to source enough things through the winter months to kind of keep the business, you know, moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've been really successful with the yard sales, with the estate sales and with the thrift shops, you know? But it does take a lot of effort and a lot of energy and sometimes a lot of disappointment when you go and you hunt and you dig and you're looking and you just, you don't find anything and you feel like it was a wasted trip or wasted effort. And so part of, I feel like, part of sourcing, I know. And, and, and so I, I really like, I, I don't love like how hard it is to walk through the garage right now. <laughs> um, there's just boxes galore and they are stacked, but um, I'm really grateful that we can just focus on getting this stuff listed and then it's not so much of a strain um, through the winter months to try to source other items yep we gotta come up with the situation after we take them out of the box and list them we're gonna need to come up with a storage solution also like yeah. because we're obviously not gonna put them back in the box right because you need to know where to go to get the get the item like the inventory system that we have set up already so i feel like that there's going to be some shelves being built in my future pretty soon so that could be I think um, our existing structure, uh, our accounting, our spreadsheet, our sorting method is going to work just fine for this Tupperware haul. I don't see any reason to to change what is already working well. I think um, some will end up getting stored in boxes because I really don't want to spend any more money on clear totes at this point. Uh, but I think it'll be the larger, like the really big items can be in big boxes. Um, there are a lot of sets of really big bowls, like really bulky, yeah. big things. And so I'm thinking that those are probably will just have to be in, in boxes. But the way that we number them and label them and, and put them out for sale is going to be exactly the same. It just won't be in a clear tote in a box. So, All right. Oh, as long yeah. as productivity doesn't go down, because I will crack the whip if my employee starts dropping. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's really going to be a big problem. I think... <laughs> I would prefer for everything to just start moving really fast so they don't have to hold on to things for. I think it will. And especially if we price our stuff competitively. Yeah. And like you were finding on the, on eBay, when you're starting to list them, a lot of people were making sets and they had a rocker, they had a plate that went with that same color. They had bowls, they had mm -hmm. cups. We have all that stuff. A lot of it was like the <laughs> other one or two pieces, but we have a full set. And if we can get, the 250, the 150, 150 to $250 that some of those complete sets were going for. I think that's the ticket to sell them that way right there. Absolutely. Right. And you know what? We have a, we have an advantage to people who were doing that on their own. Uh, the, the little lady that owned the Tupperware did some of that for us, actually. I can't remember what box they were in, but several big sets were bagged together and that I'm they didn't come from Tupperware that way she was 
she was putting those together that way, probably in an effort to sell people gift packages, like really easy, make it easy for people. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to look at what's in those and carefully evaluate whether they should stay that way or not. But if it, you know, if it seems like some that are on the internet, I might just, you know, leave it the way that they are. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, she's already kind of done. Just because some of them aren't listed like that doesn't mean that we can't be the ones that listed. All we need exactly. to do is find that right buyer for it. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's part of the research that I'm doing now is trying to catch on to you. You know, everything runs in trends and um, colors are especially subjective, right? I mean, people right now are probably in the mood to buy the oranges and the browns and the fall colors. But, you know, after that, after Halloween and Thanksgiving, people are going to start buying Christmas. And so they're going to be looking for the greens and the reds, you know. And then there's also just the colors that are trendy. So every year Pantone kind of releases a color report. And some years, certain colors are just more popular than others. Um, and I think that's where we saw success with that gigantic bowl that I bought at the yard sale. It was a really bright pink. It was like a fuchsia. And this was the year for fuchsia. Fuchsia was a, a really popular color. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Everybody knows that colors are going waves and that the, the more unique color it is or the more unique patterns that people love to buy those things. All right. Well, I'm feeling pretty good about this Tupperware haul that we had, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, selling it and see what's see what goes and what doesn't, and making all the videos. We have a ton of uh, Tupperware to make videos on, so I'm gonna make a lot of shorts out of it and keeping it up. But until then, you guys are gonna have Jennifer on the show. We're gonna have her on the show for a while, so I think it's gonna go a little differently. But I hope you guys enjoy it, and if you don't. Leave a comment so we can uh, see if we want to change it or we're just going to keep it the way it is. Mm -hmm. But we're going to keep giving updates on Tupperware along with other things that are going on, like uh, different things that eBay's been doing and just different. Kind of keeping the same format that Carl and I had, but we're going to talk probably Tupperware each episode and we'll give you an update on what's going on with the Tupperware. And with that, Jennifer, you are going to get subjected to tupperware trivia what i was not prepared i didn't know that there would be a trivia you can't what? prepare for trivia come on how are you gonna prepare for trivia yeah okay okay hit me let's, let's right. do it. <laughs> so for those of you that caught the last episode it's the same questions that i shot at carl and he could not answer these jennifer so i need you i need you to step up and i need you to I'll answer try. all these questions all right i'll try I'm ready. All right. So this one's fill in the blank. Tupperware containers are known for their unique burping seal mechanism. The seal consists of a flexible lid with a central button that when pressed releases air from. Oh, I gave you the answer. That was supposed to be blanked out. <laughs> uh, oh, what? oh, that's professional. Oh, uh, fail okay burping yeah. is the answer you got it right yes you got the first one correct that's awesome <laughs> i feel like that that one was an easy one so be honest with us would you have gotten burping if that was the fill in the blank yeah i would have gotten it <laughs> i thought so. i feel like most girls know that <laughs> all right well carl did not know that so you're already going pretty ahead of him on that questions all right so this one is uh uh I want I want to know, um, it, so it's a question. You're gonna to have to give me the the 
mission that it was flown on. So Tupperware containers were used to store moon rock samples collected during what? Apollo mission. It's a little bit harder. And let me let me give you A, B, and C. Okay. Okay. Just to make multiple choice, just to make it a little bit easier. I probably should have did this with Carl too, but okay. Is it A Apollo 13? Is it B Apollo 1? Or was it C Apollo 11? Well, I think I'm, I think I'll go with 13. Apollo 13. Well, Apollo 13 never touched down on the moon, so that would be incorrect. It's Apollo 11. Okay. Well, no. At least I'm almost positive that Apollo 13 <laughs> never touched down. Isn't that the one that they they made the movie out of it, right? So. Where did you get this trivia, Michael? Chat <laughs> <laughs> GPT made it for me, to be honest with you. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. And for the last one, super easy. You're going one for three right now. You have to get this one right to pass trivia. True or false? This is a true or false one. Tupperware was invented by Earl Tupper in the early 1940s. He developed a method of molding polythylene plastic into lightweight, airtight containers that would help keep food fresher for longer periods. I'll go with true. Yes, you are <laughs> correct. That is true. Jen passed the trivia. Nice job. I think I would have gotten the one about the moon right. I I just would have thought that it would be later mission because I wouldn't think that they would have had Tupperware yet at that at that point. But if I'm it started in sure the 40s, then maybe so. <laughs> I'm not even sure if there was an Apollo 1. I, I'm not up to my space history at all. I'm not either. <laughs> all right. All right, pickers, go find your treasures one story at a time. And remember, it isn't reselling unless you're reselling the vintage Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs>